Test. Test and test. Testing. Testing, testing. Testing, testing. Testing.
have your attention, please. Worship will be starting in one minute. Please take this opportunity to prepare your hearts for worship and to be seated. And don't forget to put your cell phones on silent.
Amen, amen. How many come to lift the Lord up today? How many come to praise his holy name on this day? To give God his glory. I don't know about you, but I can't thank him enough for all he's done for me. Regardless of myself, God has still been good, amen? That we serve a mighty God that, that loves us and cares for us, and, you know, we just need to trust in him and all that we do. And no matter what, we got to tell the truth, and we got to... We have to know God's word, and we need to help one another. You know, we are living in some, uh, some terrible times, but, God, but God's word is still the same. His word hadn't changed. Only the people that say they trust him and love him, only they have begun to change or walk away. But God is still there because he promised us what did he promise us? He'll never ever leave us, nor forsake us. And I believe him. I, do you believe him today? Do you believe God's word? Do you believe everything that he's promised us? We have to hold on to that, church. Go with me this morning to Romans chapter 12. is here, uh, Paul talks about uh, a living sacrifice to God, that we truly submit ourselves to be a living sacrifice to God. I'm going to read this whole chapter, God's willing, uh, so if you get a little tired, you may, you may sit down. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and it reads, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a, a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a, a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to, to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. 
If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership and ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. That is the word of God for the people of God. And the people said, Amen. We'll now have opening prayer. Jesus, Jesus, my Lord, my God, my Heavenly Father, gracious Father, first and, and foremost and always, I just like to say I love you, Lord. And I put no one before you for your God and your God all by yourself. There's truly no one just like you. Lord, I'd just like to start out and ask you to bless limestone as a whole, Lord, one by one. Bless our pastor and his family in a mighty way, Lord. Give him everything he stands in need of to lead we, your people, in the way that you would have us to go, Lord. Lord, help us to follow him as he follows you. Lord, help us to truly understand what you want from us. Lord, help us to really hear you within our spirit. 
Lord, help us to understand that Satan is out there trying to sift us as wheat. Doing any and all things just to try to keep us from doing the thing that, that you would have us to do. Lord, help us to understand that truly you are all we need. Lord, help us to understand that every day is a blessing from you. Your word is truth and every man is a lie. And in your word it said that tomorrow is not promised. And for us to be here today, you kept your angels around us last night and they kept away all hurt, harm, and, and danger, Lord. And for that, we, we just going to say thank you. Lord, we, we thank you for all you've done, all you're doing, and all you're going to do. Lord, we just thank you that you allowed us to make it to the church house of faith just one more time, Lord, and for that, we said thank you. And Lord, after you allowed us to get here, you allowed us to enter in your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise, and we're going to give you all glory and all honor and all the praise, but you're worthy to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the going down, Lord, you're truly worthy to be praised. Lord, we thank you for life and life itself because we realize that we're only here because of your love, your grace, and your mercy, Lord. And for that also, we just say thank you. Lord, we just thank you for all you've done and doing, Lord. We thank you for protection, Lord. We thank you for provision, Lord. We we thank you for peace, Lord. We thank you for favor, Lord. We just thank you for being God, Lord. Lord, I stop right here and ask you to increase our faith. Because without faith, Lord, it's impossible to please you, Lord. And we truly, from the bottom of our heart, want to please you. Lord, because we realize that all we have to do is, is put our trust in you and everything. It's going to be all right. Lord, we we're never going to worry about a thing because your word says you'll never leave us nor forsake us and you'll put no more on us than we can bear. Lord, we just thank you for being God, Lord. Lord, we, we thank you for the example that you show us how we should live. It's all we got to do is follow how, how you live. Lord, we thank you for the true meaning of forgiveness. Because we realize that if we don't forgive each and every one that we're holding something against, that we can never, ever be like you. All right, all right. So, Lord, we realize on our own we can do nothing. But with you, we can do all things. So we just thank you for being our God, leading, guiding, and direct us in the way that we should go. Lord, I ask you to touch the sick and shed in wherever they may be. Lord, I ask you to comfort the bereaved family. Lord, I ask you to touch the poor and the rich. Lord, touch us one and all. And Lord, I ask you to stop and loose your Holy Spirit and let it fall fresh on each and every one of us and lead and guide us to do only the things that you would have us to do. 
Lord, help us to do everything like you and all things in, in love. Lord, I just ask you to hear and receive this breath. In the mighty, marvelous, and majestic, and powerful name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. And amen. Oh, my God. 
a way. Oh, he'll make a way. Always making a way. Always making a way. Oh, oh, all right. Oh, he's all right. Oh, he's all right. Oh, I know he's all right. Ain't nobody do me like Jesus. Oh, he's all right. serve an all right God. What a mighty God he is. It's offering time that we always want to do all the things that, that God has instructed for us to do. And the one thing when I think about this time of, of the service is that God don't need our money. But he wants us to be obedient. And the thing I found out about this is that he knows what we hold so close to us. And he wants to know are we willing to give back to him what he's already given to us. He's not asking for all of it. And I know that, you know, one thing I've always said about, about this church and all the years I've been here, we never beg for money. Because I believe what we are and what our pastor, who he is, we trust God. That we trust God. And God wants to bless all of his people. And trust in God meaning that we do everything that God asks us to do. Always. Always. Scripture this morning, go with me. Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 35. Again, that's Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 35. And I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. And it reads, for I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king, and the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it 
to me. That's the word of God for the people of God. And the people said, Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Dear God, we stand before you right now. We stand before you just as we are. And Lord, we ask you to, yes, Lord, to help us. Help us to trust in you in all things. No matter what it is, you said all we have to do is ask you. Ask what we will, you said, and I'll give it to you. So right now, Lord, we're just asking for your strength and for your courage. And, and Lord, we ask right now for you to, to bless this offering as only you can bless. Lord, bless every soul that's here that's giving. Bless those that have a desire to give but just don't have it. And bless those, Lord, that just don't have faith enough to trust in you in all things. Well, Lord, we know that you are our God. You're an all right God. So bless this offering today, Lord, and increase only you can increase. Guide us what you have us to do to continue to, to build your kingdom and, and to glorify you. Not our will, Lord, but that thy will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I think it's on the screen of how you can give. As we always say, knowing this, we can't beat God's giving. That I am a living witness that the more that you give to him, the more that he'll give back to you. So you can give today before you leave. You can mail it in. You can, uh, I think it's PayPal and Cash App, uh, those things that I'm still learning how to do. But God bless you. I love you. God bless you. Something happens in the room Our hands go up We can't wait to see what you're gonna do When we speak your name Power is 
as we bow down before you every demon has to flee and before we do anything else we call on you before we do anything else we call on you we call on Jesus show up how you want to move and you can do what you want to do what you want to do we call on Jesus so up move how you want to move and you can do what you want to do what you want to do when we Something happens in the room. Our hands go up. We can't wait to see. When we speak your name, power is released. As we bow down, every demon has to flee. And before we do,
upon us to allow us to venture to this appointed time and this appointed place. Father, we have come for your word to worship you in spirit and in truth. Now, Lord God, send us a rainbow word that we may go forth today different than which we came in. Now, Lord God, I am your servant, and I confess that I can do nothing without you. So hide me behind your cross. Lay me at your feet. Not my will, Lord God. Consume me by your spirit. Let your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn with me to the book of First Timothy, I mean, Second Timothy, I'm sorry. Second Timothy, the fourth chapter. And I'd like to read for your edification verses one through eight. Second Timothy verses 1 through 8. When you arrive, all that can stand, we ask that we stand in reverence to God's word. Amen. If you're there, say amen. Reading from the New Living Translation. It says, I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, 
who someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word, God, of God. Be prepared, whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will, will reject the truth and chase after myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry of God has given you. As for me, my life has already been poured out and as an offering to God. The time of my departure, uh, my death, is at near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and have remained faithful. Now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Thus we have read the word of God. For the people of God, the people said, Amen. You may be seated. Today, we will experience a moment that has been developed by humanity to celebrate something that he does quite a bit. And so, some of us will probably watch the Super Bowl some of us have teams that we have sided with in the Super Bowl. Some say uh, I'm for the 49ers and some say that they're for the Chiefs. But the one thing that I stopped by to tell you is that no matter what team you're on, <laughs> you've got to experience the Super Bowl of life. And that's what I want to talk to you about is the Super Bowl of life. In this fourth chapter, we often see it used to help put in the office of pastor or other ministerial positions because it is referenced to as a charge given to Timothy. My emphasis is really on verses six through eight. And I want you to know that life is something that you cannot choose. It happens. It is what it is. Paul wanted to leave instructions with Timothy to encourage him that his work for the Lord was a important thing to do. And he was giving him guidance on how he might 
go about it. But Paul realized that he was at his point of departure. So he took a look at his life. He looked at the past, the present, and the future. He looked at the past when he was putting saints of God into jail, killing them and torturing them, wanting them to abide by his will. Paul reflected not only on the past, but he realized that he could not hold on to his past if he was going to live in the present. So Paul reflects then upon his present. And the works, in a sense, it was twofold. He had to really look at the works that he was doing and also the works that he had done. Because it really doesn't matter what you have done. What counts is what are you doing now. The race is never given to the swift nor to the strong. But they which endured until the end. Paul reflects upon his present and he realizes that while I haven't done everything right, I changed from where I was headed till I started following Christ. I gave God my best even though it was never good enough because I am never worthy of what God has done for me. But Paul had one thing. He gives the analogy of being an athlete and he says, but I have run this race. I have finished the course. Paul thought about how while he was attempting to glorify God, that all he did in the name of Jesus, only that which he does for Christ will stand. What he did for anything else would never turn the test of fire. And so he realizes that he has more in front of him than all that he has behind him. And I believe that Paul, when he looks at his future, he couldn't help but get happy because he says that, listen, I want to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I don't know about you, but one day when it's all over down here, you've got to go somewhere. And where shall you spend eternity? Well, Paul, when he thought about his present and when he thought about his future, Paul realized that laid up for him was a crown of righteousness. But it wasn't just for him. It was for all who believe in the coming of the Lord. I, I have to ask you, because the way the world is conducting themselves right now, there seems to be an indication that they have no faith and believe that God is a judge. That he shall 
give us our just dues. If we acted like fools all of our lives, then he will treat us like a fool. And, and, and listen, a fool has said there is no God. But for those who have said that God is and believe that he is risen from the dead. His name is Jesus. He was Mary's baby. Then they shall be saved. I got to tell you that you, if you go through the Super Bowl of life, that there are going to be ups and there are going to be downs. There's going to be hills. There shall be valleys. But if you look unto the hill, which cometh thy help, and know that all of thy help cometh from the Lord, then everything, not something, but everything will be all right. Let me leave you with this. When you walk through the Super Bowl of life, you have to understand that life is a partnership. I don't know if you heard me with that, but life is a partnership. Some say that, that it's a relationship with God. Listen, how do you say that, Pastor? Why would you say that we are partnership with God? Listen, I know this, and this is something that we all should understand. Life requires us to live until we die. In other words, I have to be subject to living this life until God calls me home. I don't have the authority, I don't have the power, nor even have I the will to try to rule my own life. Because only God can direct the steps of a good man. John 14 and 6 says this, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one cometh to the Father except through the Son. If you heard me, he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. Let me tell you at this moment that the life that exists in you doesn't belong to you. If it had not been for God breathing into the nostril of man, you would not be in existence. So the breath that you breathe, the step that you take, every decision that you make ultimately is to glorify God. In Genesis 5 and 24, Enoch realized that he had a partnership with God. For the Bible says that all the days of Enoch's life, he walked with God. That's where I want to be, y'all. I want to walk with God. I, I, I don't know about when I trip up, slip up, or mess up. I know that I can get back up a righteous man fall it seven times but he get back up again 
Have any of you fallen? Quit, want, quit, quit, quit thinking about it because if you're like me, when I slipped and fell on the ice in the snow, I get up real quick and I look around. I try to see who is paying attention to me falling. But I can assure you that everybody's going to know, somebody will know that you fail. It's not that you fall, it's the fact that you got back up again. Some people get up slower than others. But I'm still getting up. Uh, the Super Bowl of life. In other words, there are a lot of similarities to the Super Bowl that they play in the NFL to the LIFE. Y'all didn't know there was a league, did you? The Super Bowl of life requires you to walk with God. Now, it is not an easy thing to do. It is not an easy task. But it is something that if you trust and believe in God. How did you say it, Jesse? You'll show up and show out. Has he ever showed up in your life? Has he showed out for you? When you didn't think you were going to make it and God made a way out of no way. That's what you ought to say. He showed up and he showed out. If he didn't do another thing for you, he done did more than show out already anyway. I, I, I won't keep you long because I know you got to get to the Super Bowl. Second Corinthians says, verse, chapter 5, verse 8, we are confident. I say and willing, ready to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. Now, you, you may think that, that I'm weird and out of my mind, but this is just a temporary moment that I am here. I realize that one day when I stack up hymn books and Bibles, study war no more, I have to make a choice and God will make reference to that choice. He's going to acknowledge to me whether I have received him as Lord and King of my life or whether or not I chased the world and allowed the world to have his worldly way. There's no in-between, there's no riding of the fence. It's either you are for him or you are against him. The Super Bowl of life like the Super Bowl for the NFL. Well, how is it that way, Pastor? Well, one thing is that everybody must play. You can't choose the game. The game chooses you. Now, unlike the NFL, they have tests and combines and senior bowl and shrine bowl where they want to measure your skill to say whether or not you are acceptable.
But Jesus makes it clear you are either acceptable or not acceptable based on the blood. And if you receive the blood, you are accepted into the kingdom of God. But if you receive not Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will not enter in. It is that simple. And you know what? They play 17 games to discern which teams will be in the playoff, will be in the Super Bowl. Now, before they get to the Super Bowl, they have a playoff. Am I right about it? And in the playoff, they have all these teams that, that have done real well in their conferences, and then they call it uh, what, wild card. I like to think I'm a wild card. Because, see, I, 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 if I don't get in by, by winning the conference, then I want to be a wild card at least. <laughs> it means that each one of us have got to make our call and our election sure. In the Super Bowl of life, doctors tell me bad news and I still... Praise his name. That Jesus is still Jesus. The Lord is still my Lord. In the Super Bowl of life, people talk about you, may ridicule you, but know that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. If you trust in the Lord, lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways, Acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Listen, I, I know that once in my life I thought I was all that in a bag of chips so I was going to manipulate how life was going to be. I was going to make my decisions about how I was going to live. But when I came to my senses and I saw Jesus Standing in the gap for me, I had to say, Lord, I surrender, for you are the great I am. I don't know about any of you, but I can speak for myself. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? I can tell you where I'd be. Yeah. I'd be dealing with the things of life without somebody yeah. that could help me out. I'd be dealing with the things of life to where I, sometimes when I get in the valley, I wouldn't have anybody to pull me up. And when I get too high, I wouldn't have anybody to pull me down to keep me in his perfect way. The Super Bowl of life. <laughs> you not only have to play to get in. They play the 17 games to determine who will be in the playoff. Listen. Every day for us is the playoff. Because if you live life. You play to win. You're not wanting to not be in his grace 
And if you are in the Super Bowl of life, then you realize that sometimes you're going to get tackled short of the goal line. But that doesn't stop you from trying. God does, I believe God doesn't always give to those that think they've done it. But he gives it to those that stumbling, falling, getting back up, and never giving up. You may have opportunities in life to where you're not doing everything perfect. But you get up and you try to do the will of God. When you stop trying to do the will of God, then you have given up on the grace of God. I don't think that the psalmist says, uh, the, that, 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 that the teacher says that when a righteous man falls seven times. In other words, I think he's saying, I realize that we have all sinned are going to fall short of the glory of God. Here's the thing that I need to tell you because I think you need to know this. God is a judge. He's going to have a great white throne judgment where he judge unbelievers. But here's something you need to rejoice in. If you have confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, if you made him the king of your life, You've already been through the judgment. It's appointed once for a man to die, then the judgment. You died. You gave Christ your life. So the blood resides on you so that God is not judging you. What Paul is talking about the kind of judge that he will be is not a judge judge but an evaluator so in other words Paul talks about the work and how it reflects his faith I don't know how hard you are working but God's going to judge each one of us not whether we'll get into heaven or not but where we'll sit in the kingdom <laughs> He's going to judge our works. And only those that were like Paul to say, I have finished the course. I've run the race. And y'all ought to think y'all like y'all are athletes because you see, you're in the Super Bowl of life. Every day you're running the race to try to win. And you know what? I got to tell you, quit looking to see who's running up on beside you. Quit looking to see who's behind you. Quit looking at who's in front of you. Keep your mind stayed on Jesus. The bright and the morning star. The wheel in the middle of a wheel. Listen. You thought that in the Super Bowl of life, you'd be all right if you just made it to the playoffs. But that ain't good enough. 
Now, when I said the race is not given to the swift, nor to the strong, but we've got to run to see what the end will be. <laughs> if you look at it, when you look at Paul, and Paul realized that his course was coming to an end, he didn't get all sad, but he thought about, I need to impart this which God has given me unto others. So I commission each of you to give the word of God to those that you come in contact with. That you preach the gospel, be it instant, be it in season, or out of season. You tell somebody about the love of Christ and how he loved you in spite of you. You tell everybody that if it had not been for the Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be where I am today. He's a way maker. He's a bridge over troubled water. He's a shelter in the sign of storm. He's a lily of the valley. He's a prince of peace. He's a rose of Sharon. <laughs> he is my all and my all. He is all that I can ask for, all that I can hope for, all that I can think of. <laughs> mm. You see, I have to tell you this. The reason why you don't look behind you and don't look be around you because, see, in life, the NFL, there can all be one Super Bowl champion. But John said it like this. I saw a number that no man could number. So it tells me that as many that will come, whosoever will, let him come, and Jesus will receive him in the Super Bowl of life. I need some winners in this place to praise the Lord about how good he has been to you. I need some winners in this place that I'm not going to lose this race but I'm going to run on to see what the end will be. In the Super Bowl of life, I am the victor because Paul said, laid up for me is a crown of righteousness. I'm going to sport my trophy one day. I'm going to tell him I pull off and I put on. I stepped in and I have said, God is able to do everything except fail. And God is, do you know him as able? Do you know him as the ability to overcome your problems, your trials, your troubles, your situation? God is the God of the Super Bowl of life. Uh, the doors of the church are open. If there be one here today that don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, now is your time. The best decision you can ever make in your life is to give your life to Christ. Uh, the best decision you can make. And if you just lost your way, 
Jesus said, I'm married to the backslider, so he will gladly accept you just as you are. Amen, amen, amen. As the choir sings, there'll be another. If there'll be another, why don't you come? While it's not too late, because one day, Jesus Christ opened the doors up over 2,000 years ago that no other man could open. But one day he will close those doors that no man can open. So why don't you come while the blood is running warm in your body and give your life to Christ. And I tell you, it'll be the best decision you ever made in your life. Why don't you come?
Limestone. I want to present to you, who all of you probably know because you've run into him around the church or something. But Camden, Kyrie, James Gentry has come here today to confess his faith and belief in Jesus Christ and that he wants to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What say you, Limestone? Would next Sunday be a good time? Quit crying, Vandell. <laughs> you big baby. <laughs> On next Sunday, by God's will and his permission, we will take Camden into the water. Amen. <laughs> Go to your place. We'll have announcements. Amen. 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 Let's give God a big hand for that message to the messenger. Amen. And, and, and we know that heaven is rejoicing as a, another saint that's going to join the family. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, our announcement, there will be a mass choir rehearsal on January, February the 15th at 6 o'clock p.m. Also on February the 15th, I will be the guest speaker at my dear friend Elder John Haynes uh, pre-anniversary uh, celebration at Burns Tabernacle. That'll be at 7 o'clock p.m. On, on February the 15th. Uh, we have this week Manifold on High and Matthew 25, so all the people can come out on Friday to help gather box boxes together. So I tell you, I know I say this every month, you know, this community really and the people that we serve, uh, we might not think much about it, but they really appreciate and we're blessing them with by able to give them some food because I tell you some people are struggling to have food on the table but we are blessing them through God's blessing to us so please come out and continue to help us to serve the community amen also just remember we do have again Sunday school every Sunday at 945 Bible study every Wednesday night it's at 630 and prayer breakfast every Saturday morning at 9 o'clock a.m. amen this is the month of February happy birthday all the February babies, happy birthday to you. I've got a couple others, so hopefully I won't forget them. I'm going to read this card. I have a card here that says, with heartfelt appreciation, during such a difficult time, your kindness meant so much. Thank you for all your thoughtfulness and, and caring. Thank you so much for the gift card. More importantly, thank you for your prayers. God bless Brandon and the Skipworth family. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Also, uh, Mother Perkins want to meet with all the kids in the back after service. All the kids, please meet with Mother Perkins after service. And also, this is you know this is Black History Month, and we uh, celebrate this month as we celebrate all year long. But we definitely need to continue to to, to teach our kids to recognize uh, what what our ancestors have done for this nation. What we what we as as a people of God need to continue to to do what God wants us to do. And we we got to teach our history. I, I know they're trying to take our history away from us, but they can never take it away from us. And, and we got to make sure that, that our children know about, about who they are and what, what people did for them to, to get us where we are today and what we have to continue to do 
to do what God has called us all to do. Amen. Also, we're going to, I think it's the fourth Sunday. Fourth Sunday, we're going to wear your African-American attire on that Sunday to, to help celebrate Black History Month. Amen. If I miss something, forgive me. God bless you. I love you. I think I got some Chiefs and some 49ers fans in here, everybody? Some people want, who, want, who all wants the 49ers to win? Okay, okay. Y'all might be kind of outnumbered. <laughs> who wants the Chiefs to win? Well, I got some Chiefs fans. Who don't care? <laughs> Listen. I, I, I want to say this as I get ready to close. At your parties, at, at wherever you gather together to celebrate this Super Bowl, remember that you're still in the Super Bowl of life. And whatever you do, keep Jesus in the center of it. Because if it's something that you think Jesus shouldn't participate in or leave him in the center of, you probably shouldn't be doing it. I'll leave it at that. God has spoken. Let the church say amen. sure that I tell you that next Sunday the Urshers will be at the Church of God at 2 o'clock in celebration of the Urshers and the members there. So please support them and help them along the way. We thank God for all that he is doing, has done and will do. We could not make it without the grace of God. So by his love, his great and sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, Allow him to rest, rule, and abide in your life in God's will. And the people of God said in one voice. Yeah.